<laughs> amen. Button problems, amen, on those microphones. Acts chapter number 17 is where we'll be tonight and continuing with our thoughts from this morning as we look at uh, this sermon by Paul uh, to the Greeks who, as a quick review, if you weren't here, uh, weren't uh, online or, or whatnot, uh, they were, uh, they thought pretty highly of themselves. They thought that they were superior and everyone else were uh, barbarians. There were a lot of reasons that they thought that way. They were really the seed of, uh, of much of uh, the intellectual thought of the day and uh, all the artsy things. And, uh, and uh, they were uh, smart uh, people uh, in many respects, uh, philosophers. And, uh, and, uh, and Paul, having walked through that city, uh, saw a city uh, that was wholly given to idolatry. And, uh, and if we can make just kind of a connection to that, I think that's uh, in a way where we're at uh, in uh, the world in many respects. Our idols, uh, we worship idols, uh, the idols of money, the idols of just of entertainment. Uh, our, our society is a, an absolute uh, train wreck in, uh, in all uh, factions, and as I mentioned, just the whole idea of disbanding uh, police departments and other types of things. Uh, it is, uh, there's a, a level of, uh, of non-thinking uh, that is uh, permeating uh, our society. And, uh, and, I, and I feel that, uh, that uh, God is coming back soon, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ uh, returning soon. Uh, he, could, he could come back uh, at any moment, uh, I believe, uh, with this wars and rumors of wars and this and that. And, and uh, we just, the stuff just piling on. Now we've got tropical storms coming in. And, uh, and, uh, and so uh, we as Christians ought to have our minds and hearts set on things above. So uh, we looked at the fact that we are, uh, as a uh, people, uh, one race, one in origin, one in nature. Uh, we looked at uh, being one in character, one in salvability, and then one in responsibility. We're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And I want to pick up our reading tonight uh, in verse number 26. You can remain seated. The Bible says, And hath made of one blood all nations of men, for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined uh, the times before appointed, the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after Him and find Him, though He be not far from every one of us. For in Him we live uh, and move and have our being, as certain also your own poets have said, we are also, uh, we are also His offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold and silver and stone, graven by art of man's devices. At the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, and others said, We will hear thee again of this matter. So Paul departed from among them, howbeit certain men clave unto him, and believed among that which 
was uh, Dionysius, uh, the Aragopagite, and the woman named Damaris, and others uh, with them. We need to get that remedied out there, just kind of turn stuff down or whatever. Uh, the ringing is distracting. Uh, and, uh, and so we find a command here uh, in verse number 30. Uh, and the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. So uh, the main takeaway from this morning's message obviously is, uh, is that we need uh, all men everywhere to uh, repent. Uh, the saying that I uh, talked about uh, that kind of prompted the message was that we're all in this together. Uh, another statement that I've heard said time and time again uh, over the last few weeks is it's not about skin, it's about sin. Uh, now, I've, uh, I know exactly what they mean by that. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a race problem. It's a sin problem. Uh, and, uh, but one of the, I guess, kind of uh, not, it's not funny, but uh, one of the things that makes me kind of smile a little bit is that many of the people who say it's not about skin, it's about sin, uh, don't believe that people need to repent of sin in order to get saved. Uh, they'll talk about it's not about race, it's about grace. Uh, but uh, one of the things that's kind of uh, prevailed in our Christian circles over recent years uh, is that people just need to believe. They believe in what? We don't know. Uh, but uh, when it comes to dealing with sin, they just don't want to, uh, to say anything about it. It's like the political, correct, political correctness that we see uh, right now. Uh, uh, just, uh, uh, you know, last week, uh, they're, a, they're enforcing laws and shutting churches down and fining churches. And then all of a sudden, uh, it's no longer politically correct to enforce the law. Uh, and, uh, and so the answer is that people need Jesus, that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come uh, to repentance, and that God commanded. So I want to look at this, uh, this verse number 30 uh, in a couple of different ways and give you a couple of outlines as quickly as I can. The first thing I want you to see, uh, number one tonight, uh, is that uh, there's an imperative duty. In verse number 30, uh, let me read that again. And at the times of ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Uh, repentance is commanded by God. Now, uh, as Paul was preaching to the Athenians and, uh, and looking at or pointing out the fact that they were given to idolatry, uh, that they were too superstitious, they were uh, ingrained in religious uh, duty and philosophy and they had all kinds of gods that they had uh, erected in gold and silver and uh, in stone and graven by art, man's device in verse number 29, uh, that God in times past, it now since Jesus had come, and he's preaching the resurrection. And we find their response to it here in a second. Uh, they weren't all too accepting uh, of the truth of the resurrection. Uh, some responded one way, others other ways. Uh, and, uh, and he says, uh, now uh, those times God has winked at, but now commands everyone to repent. Uh, we talked, uh, or I mentioned earlier, that we all come from the same place. We all come from uh, God created in His image. Uh, and, uh, of course, Adam uh, and then we looked at uh, quickly Ham, Shem, Japheth, uh, of course, Noah. Uh, we've all come from the same place, but we're not all going to the same place. Uh, there is a hell to, uh, to shun. There's a heaven to gain. Uh, we, uh, we get to heaven through the blood of Jesus Christ. He is the only way uh, that we get to heaven. Uh, God wants all men to repent. Uh, we are to repent of our sins. We are to have repentance towards God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not just belief, uh, but it is repentance that God commands. It is an imperative duty, uh, and God is commanding all men everywhere, which brings us to the second thing. It's a universal necessity. 
we're commanded by God, uh, but it's required by all, all men. God commands all men everywhere to repent. Uh, that is, as I pointed out, the need, the need in Papua New Guinea. It's the need in, uh, in, uh, in Wisconsin and Minnesota. That's the need out here. Uh, it doesn't matter where we go. Uh, repentance is what God is requiring. And then he says, uh, also, there's an immediate obligation, uh, and that is now. Uh, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Uh, of course, uh, the Bible teaches us to choose ye this day whom you will serve. Uh, we can't think about uh, uh, what's going to take place tomorrow. Uh, and many people have uh, gone off into eternity uh, waiting to make a decision. They're going to just do what they want to do. Uh, and at one point, uh, they are going to, uh, to maybe think about God or talk about God or uh, they're going to give their life to God at one point. But God commands us now, all men, everywhere to repent. It's an imperative duty. It's a universal necessity, uh, an immediate obligation now, uh, and then there's a saving grace. Uh, without it, uh, you cannot stand uh, in the day of judgment. The Bible says, because in verse number 31, he hath appointed a day uh, in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead." Uh, so we find a, a fact announced. Uh, I mentioned earlier today about uh, facts and feelings. Uh, facts always need to supersede or trump, if you will, feelings. God will judge, and that is the fact. Every man, every woman is going to stand before God in judgment. Uh, and the Bible says he hath appointed that day. So not only is it a fact that God has announced, uh, but it is a day that's been fixed. God hath appointed that day. I remember a couple, maybe a year or two ago, I kept getting, uh, I guess a little bit longer, I kept getting them speeding tickets at them traffic lights. Not the speeding tickets, but the uh, not stopping uh, for the lights. So slow and go, and then uh, you turn, you kind of watch. And one of the places that irritates me is the one over here uh, by the Chevron station. Uh, because there's no traffic that comes from the left. People just go, and it's just a money-making uh, thing. Uh, and uh, another place where it's really bad is up off of Kent Des Moines Road in Pack Highway, uh, taking people to the airport. I've always got to watch that one. And so I'd gotten a ticket there, and I had a, uh, a court time. So I basically what I had done, and you can do these on those tickets, is you dispute that, and then you have to go to court that day and explain. And, and simply what they do is they usually just give you the ticket, uh, but they will reduce it. Uh, and, uh, and so I was, I got, uh, one day I was uh, driving from my home. I was going to go get a cup of coffee at Starbucks, uh, and I had an alert in my phone. I was supposed to be at court right then. Uh, I had an appointed time uh, to be uh, at court. Uh, and, uh, and I wasn't there. Uh, so I got on the phone and I just uh, basically called the clerk and just said, here, I just want to pay my ticket because uh, uh, I wasn't going to make it and I didn't want to, uh, to, uh, to miss that. Uh, there's an appointed time. Uh, there are times where you can, uh, you could probably, I could have probably that day asked for some type of a, an extension. I don't know the, the terminology. Asked for them to reschedule me for another time and the clerk probably would have just found another time appointed that I could go in. Uh, you can ask for extensions. If you don't pay your taxes on tax day, you can get an extension on your tax. I mean, everybody got that this year uh, into July uh, with everything that's going on. Uh, so you can move those things. You can get uh, a some type of uh, an extension for pretty much anything. Uh, you, can, you can go to court for this, that, and the other. 
uh, and they will move those things. But here's the thing. You can't do that with that appointed day of judgment. It's fixed. God already knows when it's going to be. I don't know when it's going to be. You don't know when it's going to be. Uh, but God says it's a day that's announced. It's a day that is fixed. Uh, and there's a judge that has been designated. Uh, in this scripture say in verse number 31, he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness. Who is the judge? Well, that judge is the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and he's going to judge by a standard. And that standard is righteousness. Judge the world in righteousness. Uh, and the proof given obviously is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'll use by way of analogy, uh, there's going to be a court date that, that's coming up for uh, the police officers involved here uh, in uh, the, um, uh, the uh, brutality that took place there in Minneapolis. Uh, and uh, so they have come and said that they have raised uh, the bar with that second degree murder and then uh, there's going to be aiding and abetting with these other officers and a lot of uh, legal scholars or whatever, they debate, well, how's it going to work out? Uh, and uh, they say, well, the burden of proof for second degree uh, murder is pretty high. You have to show uh, some type of an intent and other types of things. And, uh, and you've heard all of the different arguments. They say, well, that's a hard threshold to make. Uh, and then uh, you have a couple of, uh, of officers uh, that they were just brand new on the job. And the one gentleman is a, uh, a field training officer or involved in, uh, in making sure that they understood what was going on. So there was, uh, there's a couple of the officers that were only on the job for a couple of days. So, uh, so all the speculation, here's what's going to happen, and this lawyer is going to work this way, and, that, and, and then when it comes down to it, uh, uh, they're going to pass a verdict. Uh, that verdict is going to please some people, it's going to displease other people, uh, and, uh, and here's what's going to happen. They're going to say it's not an equitable, uh, it's not an equitable solution. Uh, nobody is going to be happy. And so uh, there'll be uh, people who are disappointed in the judgment. There'll be, uh, I, uh, initial, or there'll be more riots and other types of things. But one of the wonderful things about the judgment seat of Christ uh, is that uh, we will be judged by righteousness uh, and, uh, and the verdict will be 100% positively uh, equitable uh, and just and truth. Um, there's, there's going to be no getting around it. There's going to be no lawyers at the judgment seat of Christ. You can't lawyer up for yourself. You can't have representation. Uh, you can't argue with the judge and, uh, and make your case. You can't say uh, that what uh, the judgment that is passed is unfair or it's unequitable. It will be, and it's a day that's fixed. Uh, it's a day that's designated. Uh, there's a standard of righteousness, uh, and the proof is given in Jesus Christ. That man, uh, he says to them, Paul, to the Athenians, uh, that the, the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he hath appointed a time. It's fixed. He says, you've got to decide now uh, to repent because he's going to judge them by that man uh, whom he hath raised from the dead. And that's the answer. The answer to uh, the, uh, it's, not, it's not skin, it's sin, it's not race, it's grace. Uh, the answer is Jesus Christ he is the one who, who cures us of our sin sickness, our disease, uh, gives us a home in heaven, plucks us out of the miry clay, uh, and, uh, and sets us free. Uh, and that is the, the good news message. The bad news is if, if you don't accept Jesus Christ, uh, you're going to go to hell. Uh, and so the answer is Jesus. So here it's presented. And then how do they respond? Three things. The first ones, they responded with derision. Notice verse number 32. 
And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. Now, I've heard a lot of, um, um, you know, you've got to be really careful about what you say to people, how you say it uh, right now in this environment. Uh, you, can, you can state a fact. If you don't state the fact in a way or couch it in terms, uh, uh, you can really, uh, your conversations can go south uh, very, very quickly. Um, I try to balance truth uh, and uh, it with, uh, with the spirit. I try to as much as I can uh, to make sure that my speech is always with grace, seasoned with salt. Uh, I'm not a master at that, and so there are a lot of times I'll say things, uh, and it'll make people uh, upset. Uh, and it doesn't matter if it's truth or fact or whatever. Uh, we, we don't want to accept facts because feelings uh, are the prevailing kind of uh, arbiter of, all, of everything that is said uh, and is done. Uh, and, uh, and so if you were to go up to somebody on the streets tonight in Tacoma as they are uh, gathering and even now to, uh, to protest, uh, and, uh, and you were to say to them, uh, tell you what, the problem's not skin, it's sin. Um, ain't going to go over very well for you. Uh, you're probably going to get uh, in an argument at best, you know, or at least really, uh, and, uh, and beyond that, um, you know, who knows uh, what would take place. Uh, and, uh, but uh, we know that's the, an- the answer. We know it's kind of catchy. Uh, we say it. It's not about race. It's about grace. And, uh, and uh, we know that they need Jesus. But that's not what they want to hear. And when you tell, to them, the, uh, tell them that the answer is Jesus, uh, the resurrection of the dead, uh, they're going to mock you. Uh, there are some people who are going to hear that, that news uh, and they're going to make fun of you. They're going to say that's just narrow uh, and narrow-minded. Uh, and uh, and now, really, when you think about all the ideology that is thrown out there in every arena of, of this discussion, there's a lot of lofty ideals and things. It's, it, there's more make-believe uh, in some of the solutions that uh, the left are throwing at this problem than there is uh, in believing the Bible. Uh, if you if you think uh, if you think uh, just making your police department go home that that's going to fix stuff, uh, you are uh, you are crazy. <laughs> uh, there's just no other way uh, to put that. But there are people just going to uh, hey Jesus. Uh, when you say Jesus is the reason for this season at Christmas, they think you're crazy. Uh, but you begin to tell them, hey, Jesus is the answer to this problem, uh, to systemic racism and other types of things. Uh, we know the answer is Jesus, but, but, but in their defense, um, we don't say it loud enough, uh, long enough uh, when things are going well, uh, that when we throw it out there to them, it just becomes some type of gif or meme or, uh, or whatever. Uh, and so really, a lot of that has to do, that's our fault. We're not a consistent witness uh, enough uh, to where when difficulties come and what we see now, uh, people just don't, they, don't believe, they mock. Uh, they'll mock you uh, just like they mocked the Apostle Paul uh, when he said uh, that this is the answer. Uh, the answer is Jesus, he who hath raised him from the dead. Uh, God is going to judge them. There are some that met uh, or re- remarked or answered the Apostle Paul with derision. But then there were some others who the answer was delay. They said, verse 32, we heard the resurrection of the dead. Some mocked and others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. They just put it off. They delayed it. Uh, They thought, well, hey, uh, it's just like uh, when we heard Brother Hamlin preaching, almost persuadest thou me uh, to be a Christian. 
uh, you, you, you almost got me convinced there's some truth uh, in what you're saying, but we're, not gonna, we're just going to put that off uh, for some time. So some mocked, uh, and then uh, they derided him with, with mockery, uh, and then there was others who delayed that decision and said, we'll hear again of this matter. But then there were some, in verse number 34, uh, that made a decision. Howbeit, certain men clave unto him uh, and believe. By the way, uh, I am a howbeit. Uh, you're a howbeit. Uh, there's kind of this, you know, whosoever, whosoever will may come. Uh, and uh, I'm a whosoever, but I'm also a howbeit. Uh, and what I mean by that is, is that uh, the devil uh, in philosophy uh, and uh, in all the, the, the things that were represented in Greek culture at that time and, uh, and uh, the whole, uh, whole do-it-if-it-feels-good culture. Uh, there is you are your own God uh, and you can make up your own mind. And uh, in all of everything in intellectualism fights against the fact that Jesus saves sinners. It's, it just flies in the face of it. Uh, and, uh, and despite all of that opposition, all of that, the thinking, and, uh, and all of the science falsely so-called, at some point you, under conviction of the Holy Spirit, surrendered to uh, the, the Holy Spirit conviction uh, and accepted Jesus Christ, uh, you clave to uh, the gospel, howbeit certain men clave unto him and believed. So some mocked and some will. Some uh, will just put you off. Uh, and delay it, uh, and maybe talk about it another time. Uh, and I've had that kind of thing with, with people even recently. Say, you know what, uh, and uh, pastor, I know what you're saying, but, uh, but I'm just not ready, and I, uh, and I just don't know about that. And, uh, and maybe we just ought to let this and whatever, and they have their own thing, and they just put it off. Uh, but you just never know uh, when somebody will be a howbeit uh, and will answer. And if you think about these, this list, and I mispronounced because uh, uh, my mind was elsewhere, uh, Dionysius, the, Areogop, uh, there, the Areopagite, uh, and the woman named Damaris. Uh, now, think about Damaris, just, well, both of them, but Damaris in particular, just a woman, a woman named Damaris, and others with them. So, so there are some that didn't get any name. <laughs> uh, they said these, some other people, they believe. But the most important fact of Damaris's life recorded in scripture is that she believed and trusted Jesus as her personal savior. That's all we know about her, Damaris. Uh, and when we get to heaven and we meet Damaris, uh, we're, you know, we don't know, the Bible doesn't describe what she looks like. The Bible doesn't describe what she did for a living. Uh, uh, it doesn't describe how many children was Damaris married. Uh, we don't know anything about her except this one important fact is that she was a believer. And, uh, and by the way, that is the most significant thing about me and the most significant thing about you uh, is what you have done uh, with, with the gospel and with the good news. So uh, saying all that and trying to hurry along through with my outlines, I gave you several of them. Uh, God in verse number 30 gives us the answer uh, to this sin problem. Uh, this answer to this, uh, the grace problem uh, and that God has commanded us uh, all men everywhere to repent now. It is a, an imperative duty, a universal necessity, an immediate obligation uh, and we've got to take the gospel to people uh, and tell them about Jesus. So my challenge from this morning, my challenge tonight is what are you gonna do with that? If you have the answer, uh, then you ought to share that with people. You ought to tell them uh, what, uh, what the remedy is. 
The remedy isn't um, defunding the police department. I, I, hope, I hope Minneapolis does all the, the, the full-on liberal agenda. Uh, defund the police, raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, uh, and, uh, or give everybody just whatever. I just hope they just let it all. I, I, there's a part of me that's like, you know what? Officers just go home. Just everybody just go home to your family. Uh, and then the state patrol and the sheriff's department, all in solidarity with the police department, they just all go home uh, and then give them a taste of their medicine. Uh, that's, that's, what, uh, that's what that flesh uh, and uh, in me uh, would say, hey, let's just give them a taste of it and see how they like it. But that's not going to fix anything. That's going to make it worse. Uh, and, uh, and there probably wouldn't be much of anything to fix and get back to uh, after just a short time of that. And I can, just, I can just be thinking, some family of burglars somewhere is like, hey, let's pack up the van. Let's, we're, we're moving to Minneapolis uh, and uh, the wild, wild west. It would be absolute pandemonium uh, if, uh, if all of that. But, but people, there's not, we don't think rationally. We're thinking with emotions and feelings, and uh, and uh, and we're just gonna we're just gonna community police everybody, uh, and uh, and on and on and on and on, uh, and uh, and we come up we come up with every solution under the sun. Uh, and by the way, uh, the solutions that uh, that people who would believe politically the same way that I believe, uh, that's not the answer either. Uh, it, the answer is Jesus. Uh, but we spend way too much time, uh, myself included arguing with everybody about every little thing and not telling them about what the real solution is. And the reason we don't is because people, people will, as much as it, and as difficult as it is to talk about race, people will talk to you about it. But you talk about Jesus, and it's like conversation is over. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, and, uh, and, that's, uh, and they'll just, they'll just blow you off. But that's exactly what they need. And so I just like, hey, do you want to talk about a real solution and a solution, and a solution that's there for everybody? Uh, and no matter where you're from, uh, and uh, you can, uh, I've had several people that left here today and said, but I've never heard any of that stuff before about race and whatever. Really? <laughs> uh, you know, we've been, if you've been saved for any length of time, you know that God created man in his image. And you know, you know that the answer is Jesus. Uh, and uh, and so let's not let's not act like we don't know the pro- because what we what we uh, what we ought to do uh, is just embrace the fact that we have failed people, uh, and uh, and we're just we're just going along for the way. There's a part of us like socially or like in life right now. There's a part of me uh, that just like you know wake me up when this is all over, right? Uh, you just like there's not you feel like helpless like there's nothing you can do like the whole world's burning down. And, all the, the, and the only thing that you did last time this happened was you just, you know, you watched on the news, so you got sick of it, and you turned it off, and then it went away. Uh, and, uh, and, and then when it comes back again, that's what we default to. It's like, I can't do anything, so I just, I'll just, uh, you know, stick my head in the sand uh, and wait till, wait till all the dust settles, and then whatever's left over at the end, I'll just deal with it and live with it or whatever. That's because I can't do anything. But this time, uh, what we ought to do is witness and share the gospel with people. Do that. Do something. You might not be able to, uh, to solve uh, the, the, the racism problem, uh, but you can, you can talk to that one person uh, at work or wherever, and you can tell them about Jesus. That's what you can do. Um, so this time, just do that, just do that different. Don't just turn everything off. Uh, 
share the gospel with somebody. So I'm challenging you. It's Sunday. I want you to come back next week. We're having church, full-fledged, everything else uh, is going on. This week, carry gospel tracts and tell people about Jesus. Uh, and uh, and you, you say, somebody's gonna, they're going to mock me. Maybe so. They mock Paul. Uh, there's some going to blow you off and put you off till next time. Maybe so. But there just might somebody uh, be out there who will believe uh, and they'll get saved, uh, and, uh, and then they'll be your new brother and sister in Christ uh, that would in turn perhaps uh, tell somebody else and tell somebody else, uh, and that's what God wants. So uh, we can just watch the whole world burn down, uh, or we can, we can uh, do what God has set us here to do. Uh, and by the way, if the world's falling apart, that means we're failing as salt and light. If we're the preserving factor... Uh, of uh, in this world, uh, and uh, we, you know, uh, and we're not doing our part. It's a no wonder uh, that uh, the world is in the condition that it is. I think that Christians have just stayed silent for so long, uh, and uh, and now uh, the the powers that be are trying to silence uh, Christians even worse. So louder than ever now, uh, we need to spread the gospel uh, to the people. Uh, all around us. Let's all stand tonight with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. I've issued a challenge to you today from the Word of God to realize that you, it's not about, it's, we're all one race, we all come to the same place, we're from one blood. Uh, and uh, this whole idea uh, of, uh, of racism is a wicked, wicked thing. Uh, and uh, it's in our society, and I understand that. Uh, but you know what? Uh, as Christians, we ought to know better. Uh, we ought to be better, live better, communicate truth and love, uh, and, uh, and be who we ought to be. Uh, but the Bible says uh, that God's commanded all men everywhere to repent now. Uh, and, uh, and through Jesus Christ, every one of us, we're all in the same boat, uh, and uh, we're all, we're all going to stand before God, and what people need is that knowledge. You're going to stand before God, and you need to repent and trust Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Uh, and for all the people and all the preachers and all the Christians uh, who have, who have uh, um, removed sin or don't talk about sin, uh, have just allowed for people to just live and do whatever, we've got to repent of sin and trust Jesus Christ.